0: And welcome back to Lash with Books. I'm Sophie and I'm Claire and we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And me and Claire do this through our book club that we read together throughout the year. We're currently on our 13th choice which is Disorientation by Elaine Shea Chow and this was a book that Claire picked. Kind of went in a bit blind but we knew it was a comedy which is a book that we've not really read. We've not really read many comedies together Claire. No. it's just such a striking cover so we read the first 50 pages the first three chapters and we're just going to kind of give our brief overview of if we're enjoying the book what the book's been about and reasons why you should pick this up to read it if you haven't already and of course if you are reading along do get in touch over on our instagram and let us know your thoughts because this is a
1: great book i'm going in strong with this oh my goodness i'm absolutely loving it yeah, I mean, we we looked at this book, so we picked this up, and it's quite small writing, and we were like, mm. um, we we'd recorded the podcast a little bit later than we usually do, and um, we looked at the pages, and we were like, little writing, it's going to take us ages to read these fifty pages. No, it didn't no. at all the writing is so smooth and the conversation is so lovely that you just want to keep on reading don't you it's just really
0: interesting I mean as you said the writing is tiny that you know this is a dense book there's a lot of words in it and I read it all in an evening couldn't get enough I actually didn't want to play my games or watch tv I just wanted to read this book because I wanted to know more about the characters and what was going on and I think the way that she writes and the personalization of Ingrid, who's the main character, you mm. just instantly know everything about her. And that makes you want to read the book because you're rooting yeah. for her. Yes. And you know, the way that she's almost like offered the mystery, even though it's like an academic mystery, I still want to know what's going on because she's made it intriguing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and she's got, um, And interesting because you keep dropping back into little background bits of her life and and when she talked about her previous boyfriends because she's currently with somebody who is quite quirky and sort of on her level but kind of not on her level in a way. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think anyone's (laughs) on the level. (laughs) (laughs) And her past boyfriends were just awful, weren't they? And the experiences she was going through with them and you were just like, (laughs) just made you chuckle. In a yeah, black it did, way. and also go, oh, wow,
0: yeah. I can't believe she's gone through yeah. all of this. But, yeah, the description of her current relationship, I absolutely love that piece of writing. It was... yeah it sounded really dull their relationship not like what you usually read (laughs) in books usually in books it's like oh he was smoldering or whatever you know all that romanticism about relationships and this one just felt very real like you know he makes the dinner for her on time yeah you know rubs a feet you know
1: he does like just all those boring things and
0: and And they were yeah they were going
1: to they were going to a book event and he'd picked out the wardrobe hadn't he and they were in yeah. matching wardrobes, so it was very grey, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what? And they were basically. She'd um, written. Um, she, it was her book or something. She'd written a book on mm. or something, and it was her opening of that book, wasn't it? The and uh, they'd gone along to this, and they actually looked really plain. And that's where. Yeah. Uh, there's this other character isn't there that we've been that's kind of been introduced through these 50 pages called Vivian Vaux who is clearly Ingrid's total opposite and she hates her doesn't she 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 absolutely hates her
0: because Vivian Vaux is more popular at the university she's she's doing better um, she's prettier. She's more out there. She seems yeah. to publish articles really quickly. Meanwhile, Ingrid's only done like one in the whole time. She's yeah. you know been at the <laughs> university and yeah, Vivian's always name dropped. And Vivian doesn't seem to be mean to her, but Ingrid no. does
1: not like Vivian. No, and <laughs>
0: neither does jealousy. yeah. And
1: neither does Eunice, which is her best yeah. friend. Doesn't Who like I love her the well. description of Eunice oh. as
0: well. Short, <laughs> massive boobs, wearing heels, seems but, to have a different boyfriend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but really intelligent. Really, yeah. really intelligent, isn't she? <laughs> Doing some kind of PhD or something, isn't she? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, what's quite interesting is that this book is very funny and it it's it's conversational and it draws you in and you want to mm. know more. But I have started to notice that there's a lot of undertones of talking about... You know, racism in academia or things going unnoticed. And I I like the way that she's putting that in the book because the main character herself is of Asian descent and also doesn't seem to be aware of all of this racism that's going on around her. And it's just interesting how the author is bringing our attention to it whilst also bringing the main character's attention to it as she goes through the novel
1: which is sort of come about a little bit with her it's her uh, dissertation kind of mentor called Michael and he's mm. definitely quite a dodgy character and is he's sort of forced the subject of this poet onto her but discovering that he's actually forcing this onto other asian students as well because you know she's asian and it, he's definitely one to watch i think dodgy character
0: it all started with her old professor she really liked her old professor who's who taught english and she wanted ingrid wanted to do a paper on like you know a poet and her old lecturer's like no 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 there's nobody is looking into that actually they're looking into like japanese film wasn't it yeah and she was like Ingrid you should write papers on this and Ingrid's not even Japanese but it just shows that Judith you know was confused about where Ingrid was even from it was just like any Asian culture you can write about sort of thing and it's almost like the university just wants to say oh you know we're being authentic and having people write about their own culture and actually they don't even know where she's from they're just like tacking any Asian um, literature onto her and I thought that was... Because that's where it all started, really. Because then she ended up with this guy, the lecturer, as you say, who who seems very shady. Mm,
1: very shady. I think he doesn't know
0: anything. And why is he asking all of these people to write about this poet that there doesn't seem to be anything on? And people are saying mm. he's a dead poet and he's not even relevant anymore. And Yeah.
1: So, obviously, she's trying to do this dissertation on this... this at this poet, and she's spending a lot of time in the archives, and uh, and there's also the archivist that she describes oh, gosh, as well. That side story, <laughs> which is interesting because she thinks the uh, I can't remember the name of the archivist now without looking in the book, but the the female one is. Uh, is with is having a relationship with Dylan, which is the which is the other archivist, and it's really just so funny how she's seeing this relationship, but there isn't actually anything going on, is there? And, no,
0: she's like uh, writing this own <laughs> fan fiction in her head while she's yes. meant to be studying for this yeah. uh, dissertation. That but she's she
1: knows she knows the whole routine of uh, one of the archivists about because she goes to a toilet at a certain time, has a coffee at a certain time. <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's quite entertaining the writing is just brilliant I'm really enjoying
0: it is it is so easy to read I can't stress that enough you know considering how many words we read and it's addictive I would say it's a very addictive book because I struggled with those days when I couldn't read it Claire because I was waiting for the podcast (laughs) I didn't pick up another book because I was like I just want to read that one and I know nothing would compare (laughs) Oh. so I'm, I'm really I'm I'm very interested in the mystery as well
1: yes what
0: it all means where mm. it's going to lead to and is Vivian Vo gonna be an enemy or will she be a frenemy down the line I don't know I want more Vivian yeah. though she's great so we are going to read up to for the next podcast page 120 which is the start of part two of the book which is coined the winter quarter so that's 70 pages roughly from where we are now but we've got longer to read it and we know we can read this quite quickly as well and I don't know about you Claire but I want to get to part two where is it all going yeah. <laughs> so do read along with us we will be getting to page 120 which is the start of part two the winter quarter but other than disorientation by Elaine Shea what else have we been
1: reading well I'm still reading um, Aria's Travelling Bookshop by Rebecca Raisin it's a story about a girl... Uh, who, what's her name? Oh, gosh, it's gone out of my head. Aria.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 I, you know, when you said, I don't know her name, I was like, isn't it Aria? Because it's yeah. Aria's Travelling Bookshop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is oh. um, about... Um, Aria is the main t- character, and she lives in a camper van that is a bookshop and she's a nomad and she's travelling and she's currently in France. Her soulmates, her friends that she travels with are Rosie and Max and Rosie's just discovered she's pregnant. (gasps) Yeah. So she, yeah. So so that's an interesting turn in the book because uh, I think if they have the baby they're going to stop travelling for a bit but I think Ari is going to go back with her um but the other interesting thing that's happening in the story well interesting romantic thing that's happening in the story is the character jonathan who is the who she's discovered is an author of a book and he does a book launch in france near where she is traveling and ends up going to that book launch and she's met jonathan in a previous time in England but didn't know he was a book he didn't know he was an author and he's obviously very interested in her and she's very interested in him but obviously she lost her husband to cancer and so she believes that she can't find true love in anybody else and so she's sort of holding back and doesn't want to get involved with Jonathan but does want to get involved with Jonathan and doesn't want anybody else getting involved with Jonathan so she's stuck in that little world of feeling guilty about having another relationship I think so we'll just see how that transpires I've not got very long to go so I'm sure I'll probably finish it by next week so I'm enjoying the story, it's just a nice story oh that's good yeah And she, there was this one little line when she was talking to Tori. Tori is like this person that is also a nomad, but she's clearly nobody likes her because she basically says nasty things about people behind their back. And she was having a conversation with her. And um, I like this line where she goes, "Um, Right, electrifying stuff. Anyway, I'd better push on. Too much time in the real world sends me Batty. Cheerio. Cheerio. And so that was her excuse to go back to reading her book so she didn't have to talk to Tori anymore. So there's lots of little lines like that where she's quite funny. I'd
0: love to say that to someone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See what they say (laughs) back
0: Bye. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, good. I'm I'm glad
0: you're still enjoying that one. Mm. Um, Well, I haven't picked up a new book because I'm still, I'm not sure what size book I want to read next, you know, because this one's quite big. I wasn't sure how much I'd be able to read alongside this book. I think I'm going to borrow a book from my mum that's quite small, just so I can have a small book alongside. But I forgot to, I forgot to borrow that today when I was over looking after the new puppy. (laughs) But I have been reading my audio well, listening to my audiobook, Four Seasons in Japan by Nick Bradley, and I am so close to the end. I really thought I would have finished it this week, but I've got about an hour left. And I've really, really enjoyed this audiobook. Great narrator, really brings the characters to life. And the story itself is as, you know, yours is it's a really, really nice story. It just makes you feel like wholesome and because it's set partially in the real world and then it's a story within a story. Right. It's it's interesting, because you're reading a story which is about a story. But the the main character, Flo, she's an interpreter, she's had a really bad breakup, she's not very good at talking to people about her emotions, she's lost her cat, and she finally finds this book that she wants to translate to English, but then she can't find the original author to ask for permission. So everything for her is just kind of spiralling. Nothing's going right, and she's feeling quite low. But through the book that she's translating... She's learning a lot of lessons from the characters within that book, and it's making a positive change on her because she's starting to put that into her own life and make, make positive changes. So it is almost a book about mental health, I guess. But the story within a story is about a boy and his grandma and how they're coming to terms with all the loss and the grief that they've had in their life and about their relationship. And it's just absolutely lovely. And when I last finished off, Flo had found the author of this book and she was off to go meet him. And it was all very exciting. But she's not finished. She's not found the cat yet. So I do hope she finds the cat. But I've not got long left. But I'm hoping it's going to be a happy ending where she publishes the book and everything goes right and she finds the cat. But it's just, it's been a really nice, relaxing read to listen to. And I like the message of it, you know it doesn't have like a crazy plot that you've really got to focus on it just flows quite naturally and I do like the setting as well in Japan uh, yeah so yeah I've I've really enjoyed that I would say it's um it was a bit of a surprise because it was just a a random pick I liked the cover I liked the narrator and I just hoped it would be good and, and it was so paid off
1: <laughs> paid off gamble that's good but uh um... You haven't picked another book. Are you sharing what other books you might be choosing? Um,
0: I'm not sure, yeah. I think it's going to be a translated book because I do find translated fiction tends to be a lot smaller than fiction that isn't translated. And I am enjoying reading translated books. My mum's got really into, like, Japanese classics So recently there's been quite a push to translate Japanese classic books, especially classic crime books, into English. So a lot of books from like the 50s, 60s and so forth Mm. are being translated and printed into English. She's got a couple of those that I could borrow because I really enjoyed The Beast Beast in the Shadows. And there's also one about a bookshop in Japan. And I'm like, well... I could read about a bookshop in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) You know, once I finish my four seasons in Japan, I can then switch it for another cosy book set in Japan. But yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm a bit of a mood reader, and I'm not sure what mood I'm in or what I want to move on to. Though I am still reading that Death of a Bookseller Oh, let it go, I, I pick... you just got to no, let it go. No, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't, let. I must finish it. I did pick it back up, and I think I'm on, like, 70% now. So I've made some good progress. I made, like, 20% progress, like, last time I read it. And it wasn't too bad reading it, but it's just not enjoyable. But I will finish it. I will finish I have to. I can't not. Because it's on my Kindle as well, if I don't finish it, it will sit there forever at like 70% and it will really annoy me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have been sharing lots of stories because I, I go out and do outreach sessions at Care Homes as part of my role at the, uh, yeah. in the archives. And so I've been sharing lots of stories about World War II because obviously we're coming up to Remembrance Sunday. So, Mm -hmm. one of the stories is that in the Whitby area, a Heinkel bomber was shot down on on a farm, a a Banniel Flats farm, and it was the first German plane to be shot down on English soil in 1939. Bet you didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I did
0: not know that. Yeah. That's a good fact. So, Whitby... Yes. ...crashed the first plane
1: yeah and it and it's uh, yeah next right next to this this farm, it was landed in a field it was caused quite a a commotion, and lots of people running up to to have a look at it yeah what were they doing flying above Whitby? I guess it's on the well, coast they got so they shot. Might have been trying a different path
0: yeah uh, well they,
1: it got shot, and the the guy who was who shot the airplane is the oh, I can't remember his name oh. Uh, he was the man who was who had a who was in a relationship with Princess Margaret, but couldn't marry him. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Oh, it's gone out of my head. What a juicy story! I know. He was the man in the English airplane that shot him. Yeah, and they didn't want to land in the sea, so what they did was they flew over Whitby and then crash landed in the corner of a field. Yeah, there you go bit of history for everyone mm. there's lots of other little stories as well and obviously i'm getting lots of stories from uh, some of the residents in the care homes which are quite interesting and lovely
0: so. see reading and storytelling is not every essence of life
1: yeah i've been doing a lot of reading and storytelling <laughs> 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 anyway
0: that's well, all That is all. Um, As always, do follow us on Instagram at loungingwithbooks because we do post some content. I'm being a bit active on the stories, posting questions, asking you what you're reading, that sort of thing. So do make sure you're following us. Give us a like and share your thoughts on disorientation if you are following along. If you're not, I'd strongly suggest you do. It's a brilliant book. Really enjoying it so far. And we will be getting to page 120 which is the start of part two, The Winter
1: Quarter. It is goodbye from me. It's nearly goodbye from me. It's Captain Peter Townsend, who was the man flying the aeroplane. Goodbye.